VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And thank you for joining us on Crosstalk. A lot of information we need to unpack today. Ladies and gentlemen, much going on in the news as really the depravity of mankind is on full display. Uh, Last evening, a mass shooting in Lewiston, Maine. A manhunt has intensified for Robert Card, who is described as a person of interest. Many have been told to shelter in place. I heard a interview with a, a candidate for mayor of Lewiston. His name is Josh uh, Petrowich, and uh, he was interviewed by Fox News, and he said folks are terrified. He said we need to pray, read our Bible, and have firearms loaded. He's referring to people protecting themselves in case the intruder would come. Also in the news, it's reported today that Israeli troops and tanks conducted a ground raid in northern Gaza overnight, attacking Hamas targets. Fox News reported the operation was meant to prepare the battlefield for an expected ground operation in Gaza. The Israeli Defense Forces report three Hamas military leaders were killed in Gaza. Meanwhile, the White House appears it would rather discuss Islamophobia than anti-Semitism. Joining us today, we welcome back to Crosstalk Sharam Hadian. He is a former Muslim from Iran who came to the States in 1978, committed his life to Jesus Christ, praise God. He started the Truth and Love Project as the founding pastor of Truth and Love Ministry, exposes the true goal of Islam, the threat of Sharia in America. He has served as a pastor. He's been a police officer, a former candidate for governor in Washington State. Sharam, thanks for joining us here today on Crosstalk. Jim, great to be back with you. Uh, wish I was under better circumstances, but uh, great to be back with you. Thank you so much. Uh, Sharon, before we talk about the attack that uh, Islamic Hamas launched against Israel and Israel's response, uh, a tragedy unfolded last evening, Lewiston, Maine, many lives lost, many families grieving, a community right now, frankly, that's sitting in shock. Yeah, uh, obviously tragic. Um, it's frustrating. Uh, that these events keep happening. Um, it's uh, uh, frustrating that, um, you know, once these events happen, that uh, the conversation somehow always turns into, this is why we need to, you know, take away guns versus what you just read, mm-hmm. which is that uh, uh, people need to be able to defend themselves. I think, if anything, we've learned from Israel, if anything, we've learned from this shooting, is that when citizens don't have the ability to defend themselves and they wait for law enforcement, and I'm speaking as a former police officer, um, then unfortunately these tragedies happen. There's a lot to explain here. Someone who was former military, someone who uh, was a firearms instructor, but had uh, supposed mental health issues, Jim, uh, hearing voice. I mean, this is just, we're hearing this too often, particularly with former military, uh, uh, you know, what is going on there really uh, that that ramps up these individuals. We know it's spiritual, but there's also an element here that is very concerning about um, the backstory mm-hmm. to a shooter like this um, being well trained and yet going out and committing mass murder. Sure. What what do you believe? I mean, we're seeing the escalation in violence uh, all across society today. What do you believe is causing this escalation? Well, uh, from a from a biblical standpoint, uh, we're in the last days, and we know the Bible says that evil waxes uh, worse. Mm-hmm. So we know that evil is increasing because the light uh, that you know the Bible also says that uh, God will send upon people a delusion because there is not the love of truth. And so, if we are a society that has vacated, particularly Western cultures, we've vacated God, we've, we've, we've abandoned our Judeo-Christian foundation, we've abandoned prayer, we've abandoned openly uh, extolling God. Uh, I, was, I was encouraged to see at least the new Speaker of the House, Jim, yes. uh, openly talk about Scripture and the Bible. That's yes. what we need. We need that kind of boldness. Amen. I pray there's more of that, but that's why we're in this mess. When we have vacated God out of our society, Evil increases, and there's no resistance, because we, the Church, we're the ones who are supposed to be the uh, standard of God, uh, standing against evil. When you know when, uh, um, Isaiah 59, when the enemy comes in like a flood, right? God raises a standard, but if we're not there to stand in the gap as Christians, and spiritually and, and practically stand against evil, 
then this is this is why it's happening. And there's no morals. There's no um, moral foundation anymore. And so life becomes absolutely arbitrary, and um, it can be taken out, you know, uh, without thinking twice. Indeed. And, friend, just a reminder, we're going to transition to Israel here, but be in prayer for the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, uh, a born-again believer, loves the Lord, and, uh, matter of fact, uh, even as he ran for office uh, several years ago, indicated that he is a Christian, a husband, a father, and he was also constitutional attorney and fighting for religious liberty. But he said in that order and, and, and really seeks to honor God through his life, we encourage you to be praying for him. Sharam, I'd like to uh, head now to Israel as we're watching events continue to unfold there. I saw a headline on Israel National News that caught my attention today, and it, the headline says this, President Herzog, that's referring to the president of Israel, uh, said the Hamas attack does not represent Islam. This is President Isaac Herzog. He made a speech, and he said, I tell the world that this is not a war of Jews against Muslims. It's a war between the people of light and the people of darkness, between good and evil, between doing good and doing bad. This is war. He went on in short speech, but at the end of his speech, he turned to the Arab Muslim public and said this, and I quote, I will make another com- comment that you will accept with love. What we saw on October 7th does not represent Islam. Islam is a religion with a lot of respect and sensitivity and love and brotherhood. This represents an unimaginable evil that must be eliminated. You are a former Muslim, Sharam. How do you respond to this? Wow. Uh, where do you begin, uh, Jim, to respond to that statement? Uh, first of all, um, maybe... Uh, they're considering it a political statement. I consider it a delusional statement. My question to the president of Israel or to anybody that is an apologist for Islam and trying to claim that, just like George W. Bush did after 9-11, that Islam is a religion of peace, and we heard this mantra under Clinton, under Bush, under Obama, uh, we continue to hear this mantra. Uh, my question would be, what do you say to those who have been in the path of Islam for 1,400 years? What would you say to me that lived and witnessed my birth country of Iran fall under Islam. Um, Islam has not been loving in Iran. Islam has not been freedom. Islam has not been tolerance for women or minorities or religious minorities. Islam has been nothing but totalitarian, abusive, um, uh, murderous, uh, uh, absolutely uh, putting people in bondage, especially for women, again, and, and, and religious minorities. So, all I can say is this is delusional. Um, they're trying to placate. I presume he's, he's making that political statement to placate. Maybe there's pressure from the uh, Biden administration because we know that they're delaying the ground invasion of Gaza, uh, probably because of pressure from the United States and from this administration that, by the way, we know has many pro-Hamas individuals serving within this administration. Um, we saw this with the gal that is head of the um, uh, Immigration and Customs, where uh, she uh, is the one who actually vets refugees coming in, and she is a ve- ve- vehement pro-Hamas supporter and was 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 uh, celebrating, uh, you know, on her page, uh, you know, the, with the picture of the, of the hang gliders coming over Jerusalem, you know, with the with the meme there. So. Um, the, why are, however, Jim, they're making these statements, the statement that Islam is a tolerant, peaceful, loving religion. There may be individual Muslims that are tolerant, that choose to be tolerant. My dad was one of them. He, he was a non-practicing, quote-unquote, Muslim, where he was tolerant and he didn't hate Jews or Christians. But that's not representative of the ideology. Uh, there is a reason Hamas has in their charter Islamic text that specifically call for the every Jew to be murdered and for uh, the Jews to be permanently removed from the land of Israel. Uh, that is Islam. And I know there's so much more we can unpack mm-hmm. from even that. Yeah, and, and uh, give us an understanding who exactly is Hamas. Well, let's not forget that, first of all, Hamas was started by the Muslim Brotherhood. So the very Muslim Brotherhood that they extol, Hamas actually extols Hassan al-Banna, who was the founder of the Muslim Brotherhood in 1928, the same Muslim Brotherhood that worked with the Nazis 
in World War II that were uh, supporting the Nazi cause and the extermination of the Jews, <clears throat> the ethnic cleansing. This is the same Muslim Brotherhood that's been in the United States since the late 1950s. They started a group called the uh, Islamic Association of Palestine in 1987. That group then became Hamas. And Hamas then was labeled by the State Department in 1993 as a terrorist organization. Uh, in 1994, the Muslim Brotherhood started CARE, the Council on American Islamic Relations, that is then the funding arm of Hamas. So when you hear CARE speak, that's Hamas in America. And that's Hamas wherever they're speaking. And so Hamas's ideology, if you go to their own charter, their own charter, Jim, that um, was written in 1988, they will tell you that they are an Islamic organization. And they will say, here's a quote from their charter, Israel will exist and will continue to exist until Islam abolishes it, and it, and as it abolished that which was before it. This is directly from the words of Hassan al-Banna. Then they quote in their charter the uh, multiple verses from the Quran. They quote the Hadith. Um, and, I, and if I have time, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read this to you really quick. This hadith, this is the hadith that they quote in their charter over and over again, which is from, um, here it is, where is it, where is it, sorry, I'm just looking for, um, oh, here it is, Sahih Muslim. This is a hadith, uh, Sahih means authenticated. It says, the Prophet said, Muhammad said, the last hour, which is the meaning when Islam will be established on the whole world, would not come until... The Muslims will fight against the Jews, and the Muslims would kill them until the Jews would hide themselves behind a stone or a tree, and a stone or a tree would say, Muslim or the servant of Allah, there is a Jew behind me, come and kill him. Mm. This is what is in their charter. So to say that Hamas is not Islamic, just like when we kept hearing ISIS is not Islamic, is ignorance, it's delusion, it's not rooted in Islamic texts and Islamic uh, history, the example of the prophet of Islam himself, when he murdered the Quraysh Jews in Yathrib, uh, beheading six to nine hundred, this is the history of Islam. And they can be delusional, and maybe that delusion, Jim, is going to lead them into a false peace, which we know the Bible is prophesied, but it is not uh, based in reality, to say it all the things that the president of Israel said. Yeah. Now, Sharam, you uh, mentioned this, and I, it caught my ears because I want you to comment further about CARE, the Council of American Islamic Relations. They build themselves as a nation's largest Muslim civil rights and advocacy organization, but they're calling on President Biden right now to apologize for what they're calling shocking and dehumanizing remarks on Palestinian civilian casualty. You called you called CARE Hamas in America. Did I hear you correctly? Absolutely. Again, once in 1993, the State Department put Hamas as a terrorist organization. There's 50, I believe there's 57, um, no, 53, 53 uh, organizations that are listed on the State Department's list of terrorist organizations. Then they had to uh, change and so they in 1994 they created care. We're going to stop care. right there. We're up, we're against a break. So let me have you stop right there because we want to grasp what you have to say, friends. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Sharam Hadian is our guest and uh, former Muslim, sharing from his perspective things going on. We'll be right back. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, geologist and president of the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, some animals have been around for a long time, haven't they? Indeed they have, Chris. Actually, from a biblical perspective, when God created the various kinds of animals in Genesis 1, He intended those kinds to survive and continue into the present. Some have gone extinct and some have adapted and changed somewhat, but the basic kinds are still the same. Evolutionists, on the other hand, are confused by what they call persistent fossils, where one organism in the fossil record dated at millions of years old is identical to the same organism alive today. This lack of change is not what evolution would predict. Examples of persistent fossils are numerous, including the horseshoe crab and the ant, etc., etc. Face it, Chris, evolution doesn't happen, but creation, now that did happen back in Genesis. For more on creation, visit our website at icr.org. 
You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Sharam Hadian is with us today. He is a former Muslim from Iran, came to the States and uh, placed his trust in Jesus Christ as Savior. He uh, now operates uh, Truth and Love Ministry. It's uh, Their website is TIL Ministry. That stands for Truth and Love, T-I-L, TILMinistry.com. You'll find a lot of resource materials there and helpful information uh, concerning uh, him and his ministry and his warnings, his warnings to America at this time as well. Sharam, as, as that break was coming upon us, you were telling us about a CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations that you called Hamas in America. Yeah, Jim, again, absolutely. So 1994, again, going back to that, 1994, once uh, the United States government designated Hamas as a terrorist organization, uh, they then the Muslim Brotherhood organized this other entity, which is CARE. They've been functioning since 1994. The reason we know that CARE is Hamas is because in um, 2007, uh, when the federal government went after a, a a charity in the state of Texas called the Holy Land Foundation Charity, we know that twelve at least twelve million dollars was being funneled to Hamas through these Islamic charities. Care was one of the organizations that was listed as a unindicted co-conspirator in that trial, and um, and they tried to get their name removed off that list years later, and and uh, it, it 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 still care today to this day is an unindicted co-conspirator in federal um, uh, proceedings in supporting uh, Hamas. So that's why you see in America, care would have these pro-Hamas rallies. We have seen this throughout American cities, and I don't mean just now since the October seventh attack. For years, we've been warning about CARE partnering with pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas organizers to be able to have these rallies in America where they will be shouting things like, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which is from the Jordan River to the Mediterranean Sea. That means wipe Israel off the face of the map. That means that land belongs to the so-called Palestinians. So CARE is doing the exact work of Islam in America, CARE is doing the exact work of Hamas in America. They are one in the same. And that's what people have to understand. The Muslim Brotherhood is ultimately the entity that has started these organizations, that is behind these organizations. Um, of course, there are governments that have, um, uh, you know, clandestinely uh, funded some of these organizations. But today, in our United States government, as it was with Obama, and even under Trump, President Trump, not much was able to be done. We couldn't even label the Muslim Brotherhood as a terrorist organization, even though they started Hamas. We couldn't label CARE because they they now have such power and protection. And I was just reading an article about all of the connections of Rashida, Rashida uh, Representative Rashida Taleb's uh, extensive connections to Hamas and to CARE. Uh, these individuals that she has working uh, that she works with the various organizations, uh, they all are deeply connected to um, uh, quote unquote pro Palestine, which is Hamas. You can't separate the quote unquote Palestinian fight from the fight of Hamas. The charter is the yeah. same. The their 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 slogan is the same. <laughs> it's the same slogan, uh, which means exterminate the Jews. I don't understand how people cannot see that based on what is being said. Sharam, a matter of fact, on this uh, yesterday, the uh, 118th Congress now d- does have a speaker in place, and they had, uh, you know, a motion a, uh, d- to stand with Israel as it defends itself against the barbaric war launched by Hamas and other terrorists. The final vote was 412, yes, we stand with Israel. There were 10 who said, no, we do not stand with Israel. Six voted present. Five people did not vote. I just called up here as to who voted against Israel, who's standing in, you know, alongside with uh, Hamas care. And what do we have? We have uh, Congressman Bowman of New York, uh, Bush of Missouri, Carson of Indiana, Green of Texas, uh, and uh, this is Lee of Pennsylvania. Uh, there is also Massey of Kentucky, Ocasio-Cortez of New York, Omar of Minnesota, Ramirez of Illinois, and Tlaib of Michigan all voting in opposition to Israel. 
all voting in opposition of a resolution condemning Hamas. So yeah. they refuse. So again, here's the connection, Jim. They refuse, and Rashida Taleb, who led the rally outside the Capitol, but they stormed in the Capitol. And of course, none of them get in trouble. Uh, if Christians go to the Capitol, you know, we're all investigated by the FBI, but none of them get in trouble. Um, Bowman was the guy that, remember, pulled the alarm at the Capitol. Finally, they actually said they're going to, "Quote unquote," charge him. Let's see if that goes anywhere. Wait, 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 but, and uh, I'll tell you that uh, he just got charged. Yes, but with a misdemeanor, just a misdemeanor. With a misdemeanor. Yes, exactly, exactly. A, a sitting member of Congress uh, pulling the fire alarm in a stunt, and yet he gets charged with a misdemeanor. Uh, Trump supporters walk into the Capitol and they're facing five years, ten years, twenty years. Uh, you know, for for seditious conspiracy. It is unbelievable everything slipped upside down. But these nine individuals voted against a resolution uh, calling that or stating that Israel has a right of self-defense and condemning the barbaric, brutal, violent, evil actions of Hamas, killing babies, uh, killing women and, uh, you know, raping all, all of the evil that we saw. It shows the true colors. This is the Muslims and the Muslim apologists like Ocasio-Cortez, like Bush, like Massey, who defend these Muslims in Congress, refuse to call out the obvious. So my question, Jim, is if Hamas is a terrorist organization and these individuals, members of our government and or their staffers are refusing to call out the terrorist attack on Israel, shouldn't they then be investigated for supporting a terrorist organization? Shouldn't they then be removed, deported from the United States of America for supporting a terrorist organization? We just had a guy here in Knoxville, Tennessee, who we found out a, a white guy converted to Islam. Uh, they arrested him and they just convicted him of supporting ISIS right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Mm. So if someone is uh, supporting ISIS, they get convicted. But Hamas is a terrorist organization. Yeah, yeah. How is there no criminal uh, investigation or prosecution of these individuals that refuse to denounce Hamas as a terrorist Islamic terrorist organization? Last Thursday, President Biden delivered remarks from the Oval Office on the war between Israel and Hamas, which we'll be talking about some of his comments here, but also just interwove throughout Ukraine and Russia. Is do you see Sharam? Is there a connection between these two wars? Um, there is, you know, there is some, some things that I've heard in the sense of, um, the support for Hamas. We know that we know certainly that Iran is, uh, you know, absolutely hundred percent, uh, involved in behind these attacks. Uh, there's, you know, word from Iran themselves that they're saying that this was in the works for at least two years, if not even maybe three years going back to the Soleimani, uh, when, when president Trump took out Soleimani in 2020, um, so we know Iran is there. Iran was working to Qatar, but there's some word that the Russians maybe were helping as well because they were trying to figure out how the uh, rockets uh, were evading the Iron Dome that was there. We know, of course, Iran is working with Russia. We know Russia is working with Iran. We know that both of them are working with Turkey, which, which amazingly, Jim, is exactly what is described in Ezekiel chapter 38. Mm. You know, ultimately, whenever that Gog-Magog war happens, yeah. these are the nations that are mentioned in prophecy. So, um, but, but, I, but I, you know, when Biden is saying it, it concerns me because we know that they're trying to goad us into World War III. And it really concerns me, the escalation. I was one of the very first voices right after the October 7th attack to question the so-called intelligence failure of this. Because I've been to that part of Israel, I've been on the border in Starot, I've been to the IDF camp uh, base that is right on the border with Gaza, and I'm still having a hard time believing that this was just a failure of intelligence when you're talking about Mossad and Shin Bet being some of the best in the world, particularly with human intel. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, and then where was our CIA? Where was our intelligence, in the United States intelligence? Uh, you're telling me they didn't see this coming? They didn't have any intel with all of the training and communication? In August, the Iranian TV was playing videos of Hamas practicing with paragliders. In August. So uh, something is off here uh, mm -hmm. in, in the sense of 
of course we defend Israel. Of course they have a right of self-defense. I'm, I'm not at all questioning that. But I think there's nefarious for, there's nefarious things going on here, Jim, uh, behind the scenes that are trying to goad us into World War III. Yeah. And I'm not a fan, obviously, of, of, a, of a global war over this, but I do think that Israel has a right to be able to, to defend. And why is it now that they are delaying their ground defensive into uh, Gaza? Uh, is it pressure from the Biden administration? Are they uh, are they pressuring them behind the scenes because they're trying to say that there can be a ceasefire, that there can be a, a peace agreement? We know there's no peace agreement. We know that for Muslims, there's only a one-state solution, and that is to annihilate the Jews. That's the reality of Islam and has been for 1,400 years. Shiram Hedi and our guest today is website tillministry.com. Shiram, uh, we know it was Hamas who attacked Israel. They performed some very horrendous, gruesome, barbaric, mutilating killings. Um, and uh, as we mentioned, the president spoke the other night from the Oval Office, and and uh, he did speak of anti-Semitism, but three times, three times in a speech, he also mentioned Islamophobia. Uh, further, Corinne Jean-Pierre was was asked a question on anti-Semitism. She turned it around to speak on Islamophobia. What's your reaction to that? Oh, my goodness. Here we go again, right? Here we go again, Jim, that uh, the question uh, of Corinne Jean-Pierre was specifically regarding to attacks. Uh, what what information do you have about attacks against Jews and about anti-Semitism? And she immediately flipped it to, oh, the poor Muslims. The poor Muslims are being attacked. Um, it is. It, this is the narrative. This is the narrative that is coming from our government. Again, Islam is peaceful. Islam is tolerant. Islam, they're the victims. Um, Jim, we know from Open Doors, which is an organization that tracks global persecution of Christians. What 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 religion is the is the primary um, persecutor of Christians? What countries? What ideology? It's Islam. Of the top 10 countries that are persecuting and killing Christians, nine of them are Islamic. The only one that is not is North Korea. Of the top 50, 38 are Islamic. This notion that Islam is being persecuted. I went this week and I looked at the FBI statistics on religiously motivated hate crimes from 2021-2022. In 2021, 52% of religiously motivated hate crimes against, were against Jews. In 2022, it's 55%. What is the percentage against Muslims, even according to the FBI? 9%. So this is propaganda. This is, again, covering for Islam. This is nothing new. And then sadly, like you just said, we now see it from our government officials. Did you see this one, Jim, from Pope Francis? Islam in truth, quote, Islam in truth is a religion of peace, and the majority of its members are peaceful. This is the Catholic Church that believes that Islam is Abrahamic, that Islam uh, ultimately, they, we all worship the same God. The, this deception isn't just in the government and with our political leaders. It is in our churches where they're uh, advocating uh, that, that, that if you say anything against Islam, you're automatically an Islamophobe and you hate Muslims. And it, 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 it's a straw man argument. And I'm not shocked, honestly, by uh, Biden and and John, P., uh, you know, Karine Jean Pierre saying this mm-hmm. because they've been covering for Islam for decades. Friends, we're up against a break. Uh, we'll have some more information following. We're speaking today with Sharam Hadian, a former Muslim from Iran, uh, who uh, came to know the Lord as Savior, founding pastor of Truth and Love Ministry. His uh, website tilministry.com. We'll be right back. Are you aware of past crises when America's fate hung desperately in the balance? The French and Indian War, the Revolution, the Civil War, and in other national events, leaders in our country called the nation to prayer. In the book, Miracles in American History, author Susie Federer recounts 32 amazing stories of answered prayer. Read about events like the winter at Valley Forge, the Boston Tea Party, dense fog that appeared allowing 8,000 troops to escape, the Star-Spangled Banner, and other events where prayer had an impact. You'll also learn when Apollo 13 was lost in space and what happened after the president called the nation to prayer. Volume 1 of Miracles in American History is available for a donation of $18 or obtain Volumes 1 and 2 with additional stories for a donation of $33. 
Call 1-800-729-9829. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Sharam Hadian is our guest today from Truth and Love Ministry. His website, TILministry.com. And uh, further commentary on what is taking place, uh, Israel versus Hamas. We saw Hamas attack Israel, a very, very horrendous killings. And it's beyond me how, how Congress, uh, members of Congress will not denounce the beheading of, of babies and and the mutilations that have taken place and rather try to pick up their pace in order to get away from uh, reporters. Now, friends, I aired this on Crosstalk yesterday, but I want to air it again here today. Just a brief clip from the U.N. Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, defending the actions of Hamas and really turning the tables on Israel. It is important to also recognize the attacks by Hamas did not happen in a vacuum. The Palestinian people have been subjected to 56 years of suffocating occupation. They have seen their land steadily devoured by settlements and plagued by violence. Their economy stifled, their people displaced, and their homes demolished. Their hopes for a political solution to their plight have been vanishing. But the grievances of the Palestinian people cannot justify the appalling attacks by Hamas, and those appalling attacks cannot justify the collective punishment of the Palestinian people. Okay, now I'm going to also, uh, just uh, a little while ago here today, we have the Iranian Foreign Minister Hussein Amir Abdalian uh, warning that if the U.S. had it uh, not be uh, 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 warned that the U.S., that it would not be spared if it continues to manage what he called the genocide in Palestine. He was speaking to the U.N. earlier today. He said, today in New York and the United Nations, I say frankly to the American statesmen who are now managing the genocide in Palestine that we do not welcome the expansion of the war in the region. But I warn, if the genocide in Gaza continues, they will not be spared from this fire. It is our home, and West Asia is our region. Sharam. Well, um, there's so much to unpack there, but here, here is, um, uh, first of all, you know, Iran does a lot of saber rattling, um, but they, what, what concerns me about Iran is more of their proxies. What concerns me about Iran is all of these cells that are in, in the United States and around the world. Um, I don't think that their military um, is sufficient to go up against, uh, you know, uh, Israel per se, or even uh, maybe the United States, although our military has gotten more woke in recent years, but um, you're, you're, you're dealing with more of these subversive cells and, and, and more of their destabilizing and attacks that they can cause by, you know, sort of a, uh, a thousand paper cuts. Uh, that's what concerns me about Iran more so. Um, but what concerns me about the United Nations, Jim, and about, again, this type of uh, um, rhetoric that Israel is this apartheid state um, let's 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 get a couple of things out in the open. Uh, number one, there is no uh, Palestine, right? There's, there's never been a Palestine. There's never been a nation called Palestine. There's never been a people called Palestine. We know that the Philistines were the enemies of Israel. This is all the way back to the time of Jesus, to the time of the of the Romans, where it was a derogatory term given uh, to the land for the Jews. Um, the Jews, there have been always Jews in that land. Uh, and this is where part of the confusion that is in the in the body of Christ right now is that Christians who do not understand Scripture and under, do not understand the land promises made to to the nation of it, to the to the Jewish people, they would once again become a nation. They would once again have certain land. Um, they're back in their land not because of a Zionist ploy. They're back in their land because I believe we've seen prophecy fulfilled. We've seen God's end times events coming to fruition. Secondary. This, this, this strife, this anger, this enmity that Muslims have for Israel, for Jews, this goes back 6,000 years. This goes back to Genesis chapter 16. This goes back to the feud between Ishmael and Isaac and, and what God spoke um, to, um, to uh, Ishmael uh, back in Genesis 16, that you're going to be a wild donkey of a man, that you're going to be at enmity or strife with your brethren. I encourage people, go read Genesis 16 and see what God speaks over Ishmael. He gave him. He gave Ishmael land to the east. But but why is it 
that the Muslims want that land? Why is it? And here's one more question, Jim. If all of these Muslim countries are siding with Palestinians, so-called Palestinians, I've asked this question numerous times, and nobody who defends Palestine or or says that Israel is an apartheid uh, terrorist state, nobody can answer this question. Why why aren't these Arab nations taking the Palestinians in? Why isn't Jordan, Saudi, Qatar, United Arab Emirates, Dubai, or, or Kuwait, these are rich nations. These are rich nations that can easily absorb the two or three million Arabs if it's about taking care of the Arab people. Which are which are what Palestinians are. The majority of them are Jordanian Arabs. Some are Gypsies, but they're so nobody answers that question for me. Why that land? Why do they have to be there? And why is it that they cannot coexist with with the Jews? It goes back to the ideology of Islam. It goes back to a six thousand year uh, division. It goes back to the fact that Islam was born out of a uh, out of the pit of hell. It's an antichrist spirit. And I know that people don't like my frank talk sometimes, but I don't know how else to describe it. It is as evil as evil comes. It is a demonic, evil, antichrist spirit that does nothing but but pervert people. Um, and I, I've seen it firsthand. And that's what's really at work here. The United Nations is owned by the Islamic uh, world. The largest voting bloc is the OIC, the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. So I'm not surprised from the UN. Uh, I'm not surprised from Iran, but I am surprised by uh, the rhetoric uh, that continues to come uh, from the media, and particularly from within the churches who don't understand what's going on. And I want to talk, too, what's just happening as far as these uh, pro-Hamas rallies and pro-Palestinian rallies. Uh, And I saw a a poll that was released on jihadwatch.org. 57% of U.S. Muslims believe Hamas atrocities were justified. 28% of Muslims in America strongly agreed that Hamas was justified, while 29% somewhat disagree. That that totals 57%. On the other side, 16% strongly disagree, 25% somewhat disagree. This is a poll, it was the signal poll uh, of uh, polling Muslims Muslims in America uh, on on this on this matter. Uh, it is also very interesting that uh, uh, what we see happening. Uh, I saw a headline come through about uh, uh, Jews that were were uh, uh, caught in a in, in a library. A, a mobs trapped Jewish students inside the New York uh, library. Uh, we have seen the protests on streets, the, the, the pro-Palestinian uh, mobs that have been in Times Square. Uh, you mentioned the ones that had, had, had uh, you know, the insurrection at, at, at the Capitol as well. Uh, these are cropping up, and, and college campuses, college uni- or the university campuses have been the mainstay for such of these uprisings to come. Uh, absolutely, and I'm and I'm very concerned for what is going to be coming next year. I think that uh, what we saw in 2020, the so-called summer of love with these mobs, which at that time was predominantly Antifa, BLM, and yet the uh, Muslim organizations were there. Remember, let's not forget Rashida Taleb and and the and the pro-Palestinian folks were um, were, were marching with BLM, and now now it's reversed. Let's not forget Nihad Awad, the head of CARE, back in 2015, said Black Lives Matter is our matter, their, their campaign is our campaign. So now what we see in 2023 and 2024 is now you see the Muslims up front, and you see um, BLM, Antifa, the LGBTQ uh, individuals, you know, queers for Palestine, uh, you know, uh, gays for Palestine. I mean, think about that. I mean, talk about one of the most uh, moronic statements, you know, queers for Palestine. Like, they don't really understand what Islam teaches about homosexuals, you know. But uh, when you saw what happened in Minneapolis with the mobs blocking the streets off, uh, this is urban warfare. So, Jim, it really concerns me. I, I, I'm, I'm, I wish this just wasn't true, but I'm very concerned for this coming year, particularly being an election year. I think we're going to see much more of this in the street. And, it's, and, and the reason I'm concerned is because police are basically given stand-down orders. There is right. no law enforcement standing up against these individuals. Did you see, you saw the one that the Turning Point USA faith, a Christian, was helping two uh, Jewish couples to a Jewish event. He was beaten by a, by a pro-Hamas mob. Nothing done. No arrests. This is very concerning, um, to your point. Um, and uh, we see these, th- these growing we see the animosity, and I go back, I go back and say, 
The reason we're seeing this is because you're seeing Islam rear its ugly head. You're seeing what it is really like. There is no coexistence with with Islam. I've said this for so many years. Um, individual Muslims may or may not choose to follow their ideology, but this ideology is incompatible with Christianity. It is incompatible with freedom. It is incompatible with human rights. It is incompatible with equality between men and women and religious freedom. It is absolutely incompatible. Um, and yet, unfortunately, it has such power in our nation, given, you see, as you already said, how much our government gives cover and, and wants to make Muslims the victims mm-hmm. uh, of, of, of what's going on. It is unbelievable. Uh, and again, if the Arab nations are so concerned about what's happening to the Arab, quote, Palestinians in Gaza, yep. Or in the West Bank, give them passage. Bring them to Egypt, uh, uh, Jordan. Get, no, no, no. They don't want to let any of them in. And yet now, Bowman and others representatives are saying, "Let's bring a million to America." I'm sure that's going to go really well, as, as it has in the past with all our unvetted refugees coming in. Yeah, we heard uh, last week. We played the audio clip of uh, the head of Jordan, who said, "No, they're not going to come here. They're not going to go into Egypt, and uh, we're not going to accept them." So that speaks volumes, right there. Uh, friends, let me mention a couple of things. Number one, we're opening our phone lines. Your number here: eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine one eight hundred seven three three nine eight two nine. Todd Starnes reported uh, students George Washington University had a grossly offensive protest in support of the Hamas terrorist attack on. Israel. That attack left over a thousand Israelis dead. The pro-terrorist students at GWU projected messages on the wall of the campus library. Glory to our martyrs, one message read. Also that came forth from Fox News earlier today, a Michigan GOP lawmaker had a sign up in support of Israel uh, hanging just outside his office in Washington, D.C., but was vandalized with bloody handprints on that as well. Friends, these are the issues that are before us right now, and the battle is not just what's happening uh, uh, between Hamas and 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 Israel and Israel uh, waiting to see when that ground offensive is going to take place. But Sharam, that battle is really happening right here, and and when we see what's happened at our borders, just coming out about our borders because we've stopped more on the terror watch list. But how many gotaways are there? Do we have cells? You've got sixty seconds before the break. Go ahead. Uh, absolutely. We have cells, uh, these what are called SIA, special interest aliens. They're not only coming in, hundreds and hundreds of them that are caught and that and not in, that when we don't know how many, like you said, got through. These are now from countries that are actively terrorist uh, uh, breeding grounds, whether it's Pakistan, Afghanistan, Iran, Yemen, Qatar, all these places around the world. Um, there is no border. There is no border, Jim. I've said this for a number of months now. We are being invaded. So what happened in Israel, they were caught off guard. Here in America, we just let them in. We're going to be caught off guard for sure because we've already let them in. The Biden administration is letting these people in, and that is a nefarious, nefarious purpose, I believe, particularly for next year. I'm very concerned for 2024 and what it's going to look like. Uh, given that it's a huge election year and what violence they're going to allow across American cities. Americans need to get ready. Friends, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, we are going to uh, come back to your phone calls here on Crosstalk in just uh, following the break, so stay tuned. This is Crosstalk coming your way from the VCY American Network. For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. I'm very distressed, my friends, as I see anti-Semitism rising among people who claim to be politically conservative. Some claim to be Christians. Some claim to be followers of the Make America Great Again movement, the MAGA movement. Some claim to be part of America First. What's very sad is, it's from these very groups, I'm seeing absolute anti-Semitism, open attacks on people who are Zionist or Christian Zionist. They're actually using that word. Let's set the record straight. Genesis 12, verse 3 says, I'll bless those who bless you. I'll curse those who curse you. We don't agree with everything the government of Israel does. 
but we stand with the Jewish people and understand their historic and biblical right to the land, and ultimately, we understand what God is doing with the nation of Israel that will eventually lead to Christ's millennial kingdom. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. Sharam Hadi and our guest today. He is a former Muslim and uh, came to faith in Jesus Christ. He does lead uh, Till Ministry, their website, Till Ministry. That's Truth in Love Ministry, and that's Speaking the Truth in Love. And friends, we've interviewed Sharam before about his testimony of faith in Jesus Christ and so glad that somebody offended him with the gospel message to bring him to uh, faith in Jesus Christ, speaking the truth in love. Uh, his website again, TILministry.com, TILministry.com. Uh, let's go to Merle in Tennessee. Merle, you're on the air. Jim, Barry Satora, who changed his name to Barack Hussein Obama, June 4th, 2009, went to Cairo, Egypt, and he insisted on the Muslim Brotherhood sitting on the front row. As he said, and I quote, I've come here to Cairo to, to seek a new beginning between the United States and Muslims around the world, one based on mutual interest and mutual respect. Then he went on to say, principles of justice and progress, tolerance and the dignity of all. Uh, Barry Satora is the one that's behind the curtain pulling the strings on this whole thing. Hmm. He also said in another speech in America, he said Islam is, is woven into the very fabric of America. Total lie. And this man is behind the curtain pulling the strings, and I really believe the Antichrist end-time army will be an Islamic army. And Satan will pour his wrath out on the Jews and the Christians. Uh, thank you, Jim. Thank you for the call. Um, do you believe Barack Obama has, is pulling the strings like Merle mentioned? I do. I mean, I, I've I've been notorious for for calling this the O'Biden administration uh, because I, I don't believe that Biden is running anything, Jim. Uh, so I do think that Obama is still very much. In fact, I, 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 we don't have time for this, but I have on good sources that um, you know that he he has been set up that that there's been a shadow government all along mm-hmm. uh, before Trump was ever elected because of the fact that uh, he has the intel community. Uh, and, and obviously, there's people behind Obama. I'm not saying Obama is the kingpin, but certainly, I think that uh, Obama is still running this this government uh, and and all the policies of this government, including all of these pro-Islamic policies that we see uh, in all the uh, protecting of of Islam in this nation, so that it can get established. Randy is next, Grafton, West Virginia. You're on the air. Yes, um, I think what what it is, there is things going on behind the scene. There is a shadow government. And there's other world leaders who are against Israel, and what it is, and what it is, it's basically Psalm two, you know, the kings of the earth, and set themselves up, and they're taking counsel against with one another. And what it is, if if Satan could destroy the Jews today, he would have a stalemate with with his in his war with God, because most of the end time, all the end time prophecies have to do with Israel being back in, their na- in, in, in the land, and if he could destroy them, he would keep Christ from setting up the millennial kingdom, and he could not judge Satan then, because, you know, you know, God would be proven to be a liar because he didn't keep his promises to Israel. That's why this is all going on. It's Satan's trying to survive. He knows his survival's at stake because he knows he's going to end up in the lake of fire. For time, Randy, I've got to move on. Thank you for that. Any comment uh, back here, Sharon? I agree with Randy 100% on what he all said um, as far as uh, throughout history and, and now. Uh, that I go back to what I said earlier on the show. The problem, Jim, is that we have so many in the church who don't believe as Randy and I and you do. Over 60% of American Christians are professing a replacement theology or covenant theology, uh, and that's a huge problem. We have a huge problem because they don't understand all of these end-time prophecies that are connected to Israel coming back into the land and all the outstanding promises that are yet still there. Um, so that's, that's part of our root issue that we have within the church um, is is people being deceived? Uh, Sue in Ohio, you're on the air. Hi. How do you respond to someone who says it's spiritual Israel? It's that God's coming back for Israel is the people is not the country Israel, but it's a spiritual Israel. How do you reply to that? Hmm. 
Uh, see, that's a great question. And, and, and again, this is where I just mentioned the problem with replacement theology or preterism or partial preterism or even covenant theology is that either they believe everything's been fulfilled or they spiritualize it. Um, the land covenant that is from the Abrahamic covenant was, was physical. It was a physical boundary that God gave that has not yet been fulfilled to Israel. Uh, Israel becoming a nation, uh, Ezekiel 36 and then 37, the first half of the dry bone. That's literal. It was not allegory. So this is not a spiritual rebirth that God was talking about, because we know Israel is back in the land physically, but they're not of faith, right? The 90, 99% of Jews don't believe in Jesus as the Messiah. Uh, that will be rectified at the end of the tribulation. Yeah. But um, So the rebirth of Israel... Again, Ezekiel 37, the first half of the dry bones, it's a physical rebirth. It's not a spiritual rebirth yet. That's the second half of Ezekiel 37, which is the breath that God breathes into the bones, then they come to life. That hasn't happened yet, because the majority of the Jews reject Jesus as Messiah. So um, that's how I would answer it. But if they believe that everything's been fulfilled, uh, well, then you can't talk to someone who's hard-headed that way, and that's the problem I'm having over the last three weeks with Christians. Okay, and, and it's not just the people, it is the land as well. There was a land covenant that God gave, and that's so right. it's talking about the specific land. Uh, thank you for, for your call here as well. Uh, let's see, our next call here is from uh, uh, Christine. Uh, go ahead, Christine, you're on the air. Wow, Jim, thanks for mentioning that. Um, I, I, uh, the partial preterism, what, what Sharam just touched on there is, uh, what I'm also experiencing as just almost a, just a, just an absolute antipathy towards Israel. And, and, uh, we, we know their government is bad and we know the people are very much there in unbelief. But yeah, thank you very much, Sharam. But I have one question about Michael Reagan. He had a program yesterday with, with Brandon and it was a warning of multiple. Terror- Christine, we're down to 40 seconds very quickly with the question. Michael Reagan warning of terrorist attacks in multiple U.S. locations. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that's very plausible. What are your thoughts? Sure. Uh, bottom line, Christine, uh, I think that's very feasible, um, and we need to protect ourselves. Uh, this is why Israel uh, ended up um, laxing all their gun laws and wanting citizens to get protected. Uh, as a former police officer, I'm telling you, do not do not depend on law enforcement to come to your aid. Um, they're either overworked or, or they're going to have stand-down orders. We need to, have, as believers, individuals, prepare ourselves to defend ourselves because I'm very concerned about these type of mass shootings um, and uh, attacks that will be carried out a lot by lone wolves, particularly. Um, so I think there's a great accuracy in that. That's the biggest concern we have, and we have to pray against that. And the Jim's point, please evangelize these Muslims. Please evangelize them. They need Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Christine. We are out of time. Sorry to other callers uh, that we did not get to here today, but friends, a big issue here. Check out more information at tillministry.com. Sharam, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Jim. Uh, Blessing as always. And friends, thanks for joining us on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Tape Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.